right, everybody, welcome to Game Source Halloween Special Woo! podcast number forty nine. Yes, come on over here, my friend. Come on over here. Tonight with us, we've got Lonnie yeah. and Stephanie, Hello. Jeremiah, Yellow. And of course, we cannot forget when it's always what kind of day? It's another beautiful day of Bautista! <laughs> and of course, we have myself, Degenerate. I don't think they see you shooting over here. Yeah, I don't think they see you shooting. Try my shooting! Yes, it's the gate. Well, am I still talking in that, in that accent? It's still. <laughs> The YourGamesSource.com annual Halloween special. We had such a great time doing it last year at the Spirit Halloween Store here in Town Square in Las v beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Lost um, wages. Lost wages. We have to do it again. Isn't that right, Jamie? That is correct. Jamie is still not in the camera. Oh, darn camera. Right here. Right there. My brother. My brother. There you go. <laughs> Brotherly love. There you go. Absolutely. Oh. Remember to check us out at yourgamesource.com. Where else, Jamie? On Facebook. Search Game Source. Or I will come for you, infidels. <laughs> Your Game Source. And, uh, actually, on iTunes as well. Don't forget our, also our phone app. That's right. Yes. Download iPhone and Windows. Yes. Yes. Chris and Corey, you have it on your phone? Use it. <laughs> But we're having a great time so far. It is, again, the Halloween Game Store Special. What's up first on the docket, my friend? First on the docket, who here wants to share their feelings and thoughts on the move by Cliffy B? Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> One word says it all. Don't, uh, well, don't, don't be too harsh there. No, no. Because <laughs> um, earlier this month, Cliffy B, he did... Uh, leave Epic Games. He's supposedly in a self-imposed retirement um, as far as it's concerned. I think he is coming back to the industry. Whether or not he comes back to Epic Games, um, it's really up to uh, uh, up to debate at this point. Or he might come back to somebody else. He might start his own company. I feel like this might be a Seth Killian move? Uh, something like that. I think, you know, and it's not an issue of money. I think it's just an issue of control with him if he gets full control because he didn't have it at Epic. Um, because there were other forces. And in the past few months, with uh, Rod Ferguson, who was the lead co-designer of the Gears of War series with him, who didn't get as much pub as, uh, as he did, uh, he left to, do the, uh, to be the lead designer um, with um, Bioshock Infinite. Um, this creates a scenario that I wanted to ask you guys, and that, uh, well, we'll start off with you, Jeremiah. Do you think the Gears of War series is now doomed? I understand Gears of War Judgment's coming out next year, but it's being done by People Can Fly, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say. Shooters are still pretty lucrative uh, market at the moment. Um, I'm kind of interested to see, though, if Cliffy B does come back, if it shows he's more than a one-trick pony, and maybe he can make a different type of game this next time that he comes back. Yeah. Absolutely. Lonnie, what are your thoughts on it as well? Do you think the Gears of War... What? Why? <laughs> You're not a Gears of War fan? Not per se. Oh, let me ask you a question. You're a gamer. Where do you think this leaves the franchise? Um, I think it'll still continue, as well as it has been. I mean, it's one of the 360's few, uh, you know core titles that, uh, you know, is only on 360. But Gears of War Judgment is not a true sequel. It's actually a side mission that takes place in the past. Stephanie, what do you think? I think that Cliffy B was really full of himself, and I think this really kind of shows it with this whole, I'm imposing my own retirement. I, I don't know, I just think that he wants people to be like, oh no, we want you back! Yeah, It's how it feels to me. Corner. Like, he just, he's trying to get attention, and he wants people to be like, oh, no, 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 Cliffy B, don't leave us. Well, and it also puts him in an interesting position if Judgment doesn't do well. What was that noise? Like, what was that noise? I'm sorry. What was that noise? I'm so scared, because it's the Halloween special. I'm sorry. Keep going, Jeremiah. Sorry. Ah! Keep going. I'm sorry. 
But yeah, if it doesn't do well, he'll he'll try to come in like he's you know on a white horse, like I'll save the franchise, and you know yeah. come you, up with some massive plan. I'll bring the award back to where it was. So you don't think it's franchise fatigue for him, or is it just think he just wants to come in and save the day? Is that? I think so. Yeah. Uh, that seems kind of up his alley. Ego. Ed, yeah, it does sound like something that uh, he might be up with. but uh, And to take one from an upcoming game, I believe he's trying to pull a CM Punk. There you go. There you go. He's company hostage. There you go. I think he wants his ice cream boy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cliffy B, ice cream. <laughs> so now that we've pretty much bashed Cliffy B, um, you know, I know you guys all played Resident Evil 6. We've done that podcast. Listen to it. You know it's there. Let's do it again. You've well, heard it all. And also, when you when this comes up, we're also going to have available on yourgamesource.com a rebuttal, actually a point counterpoint with uh, Angry Nick. Um, both he and I went at it uh, actually off camera, off podcast, and have been going at it for weeks on RE6. And we finally decided to do a, a page that Jeremiah suggested, uh, which was a point counterpoint on RE6. Uh, where we have a great difference opinion. And if you check us out at yourgamesource.com, you can actually read our thoughts and read how I kind of think RE6 is actually pretty good, and he kind of thinks it's. Not I believe so the good. exact words were Old Man River. Something of that nature. But let them go ahead and read the point counterpoint article. Uh, as for, like I said, Jeremiah's great creation coming to life on yourgamesource.com. Well, I have a question about Resident Evil 6. How do you think the new patch is going to affect it? Do you think it'll change how you feel on the game? Well, I, like I said, I thought it was okay despite all the mechanic, game mechanic flaws. I thought actually for me the story, and I'm not a, a Resident Evil fan, so I thought uh, we could go, you know, in, delve into it more deeply uh, like we did in the Resident Evil podcast. So I, by the way, check it out on yourgamesource.com. But I just thought it was it was a great story experience. And if you actually go through all the campaigns, the way they tied in together, I thought that part worked really well. If you actually treat it as a regular game with the game mechanics being uh, has, has flaws, things of that nature. But the Resident Evil mechanics forever has had flaws. And it's never been perfect with camera issues, control issues, whatnot, in pretty much every game in the series. But I guess, obviously, it didn't sit him well. This patch, which creates, as you said, cleans up a lot. Um, I hope it does attract new players. But the problem is it's not going to attract new players until it goes discounted for $20, $30 off come Black Friday, So, which is you know where it's going to be headed. That is true. I mean, the only information they release to the public is it ships $4.7 million the first week. Ships. So they could still be very well sitting on shelves. And it didn't sell, although FIFA actually has been keeping everything off the you know number one list in the UK, uh, but it still sold pretty good in the UK. Obviously it's sold decently in Japan. Here in America, because of the mixed reviews that it's gotten all over the place, uh, it's kind of uh, been touch and go. And like I said, uh, that patch is really going to help it. So when it does go discounted, I encourage everyone to at least give it a try. $20, $30 off, you can't go wrong. So are you thinking that that's what's going to make it a hit? Is it needs the discount to become a hit? Well, it's not going to be a hit that uh, Capcom was anticipating because it needed to sell over. They had anticipated, I think we said in a previous article months ago on NewYorkGamesource.com, that it needed to hit $7 million for them to be, to be something that it was going to be worth their while. So they'll continue the series. They're not going to dish the series, but... Yeah, it's, this was not the slam dunk that they. Well, wait, wait! Be. You're saying Capcom is not going to ditch a series, Mega Man Legends? Ooh! <laughs> I think I just found the subject of our next uh, point counterpoint. There you go. Absolutely. Touche. Touche. Well, I don't know. I know I love the story in games, and the biggest thing that held me back for Resident Evil was that giant issue of the camera. Ugh. Or perhaps the. Less but, than three seconds you had to do a quick time event before a train yeah, plowed Yeah, and it didn't let you know it was a quick time event, and you sit and see yourself mashed over and over and over and over. And over. And over. And over. And you're like, okay, what was that there on the corner over. of the screen? <laughs> but I think that if they were able to fix the um, camera issues and they do a good job of it, 
and hopefully learn from it for their next game as well. I think that I'd be definitely willing to give the game another chance just to see the story because it did seem like it had a good story going for it. I just couldn't deal with the... Lonnie. As, Meow. As, Meow. As I recall, you were the biggest fan of Quick Time Events. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> as it sits now, what do you think? Well, your previous experience with the Resident Evils that you said you did not have yeah. as much as you like. Um, is it something that would garner interest, more interest? Because obvi- I think they're just, a Resident Evil 7 is inevitable. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ditch the series, right. uh, with all due respect. <laughs> I, just, I just think they have too much invested in, in it as a whole. Remake 2. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't really mind quick time events. Like, I love God of War, and God of War has tons of quick time events. And they do it well. Like, I know a quick time event is coming. I think that's the biggest thing about quick time events. You have to be prepared for it. If you just randomly have something flash up on the screen seconds before it happens and no warning, not not really helpful. Like as as someone to... screaming in the background. <laughs> it is the Halloween oh special. <laughs> I do have a sword. There you go. We're all Protect right. us all. We have guns. We have guns. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, he's not. We're not needed. <laughs> So now that we've moved on from there, Dishonored, I'm sure you guys have all seen it, probably played it. Should the game have been released before it was, now? Or do you think it should have waited on later? Because uh, Bethesda's not been up front with their sales on it. That leads me to believe that even though the Metacritic scores have been pretty darn good for it, that it's something that may get, as I, I had surmised, might get lost in the shuffle, and, and that's really disappointing because if you haven't had a chance to try Dishonored, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, it's been a critical darling so far. I just really think it's a, it's a well-made game, and the fact that you can play it in, in many different formats from a stealth to a, a run-and-gun type deal to using your powers uh, makes it a very versatile game. Did you get a chance to try the game at all? Uh, I haven't. I mean, I know uh, my, my friend was talking a lot about it, and he... He did like the uh, the you know the fact that you can kind of just run and gun or you know kind of take it a stealth approach or no kill you can yeah. even go through without a kill so it, it helps yes, to keep it, it fresh along the way. <laughs> I just I just think that it would have been better suited as a July August title where I think it could have dominated that month. I think with July being so dry, you're right. Uh, yeah, but there's the, but, nothing. But, but all these publishers get attracted to, hey, let's put it near near the holiday time. And I think that's really a mistake. Because it's hard because it gets caught in the shuffle with games like, you know, Black Ops 2 and things like that. Gamers will seek out a good game if it doesn't get, tra- you know, if they will go and buy in July. They'll buy in February. They'll buy in March. They'll buy in April. I mean, there's been big hits. Uh, even last year, you know, you had L.A. Noir. As far as be a great solid hit, and that came out in May. That's Red Dead Redemption game. came out in Mid- in, in May. Um, I believe Catherine came out in July last year, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, yeah, I think July. that's part of the problem. Like they're they're so caught up in like marketing for certain you know holidays and whatnot that I mean gamers will buy stuff anytime. I mean, especially during a dry period when you're waiting for those bigger titles to come out. But the problem is now you have so many big good titles to come out. That oh I got to save my money for Halo Four. Yeah, there's a bit of budgeting involved, but yeah, I mean, it's the other the other thing too is like a lot of gamers will wait till stuff goes on sale, regardless of it's a, if it's a big title or not. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the sooner it comes out, the sooner it'll go on sale. So I mean, it's you know that's true. You're always yeah. looking for a bargain. But then again, too, if you release your game and it's not as you know popular as a title is like Call of Duty or Halo or something like that, you really do risk getting just kind of slipped under the rug and right into that bargain bin, and then people aren't even going to hear about it, and it could be one of the best games of the year, and because you just released it too close to those unless big Sam gets hit a hold titles. Yes, unless Sam gets a hold of it. Yeah, <laughs> but if you just, if you release it too close to those big hit titles, you're not going to get enough attention if you don't do it perfectly. Oh yeah, uh, and I just tell you right now, it's. Uh, I, I just feel bad for Bethesda because, like I said, they were uh, 
they were really, really hoping for a great response to, you know, Dishonored. And I just thought it would be something that they would be truly getting a, a payback on. But it doesn't look like from the fans at large that it's going to be as big a hit as they hoped it would be. Now, I, I hope they don't act like EA did with the similar game Mirror's Edge and decide not, you know, to keep that in limbo forever as far as producing a sequel because I would like to see this game, uh, even though the story was a little bit flat for me, um, produce a sequel on that. Because so. we did give it a 9 out of 10 on the site. Looks really good game. Yes. So moving on, I'm sure everybody heard about this one. How did you not? Kevin Butler being sued by oh Sony. Oh, my I mean, Really? I laughed the moment I saw that article. <laughs> what? Uh, what's the background on that? He appeared in a commercial that his company made. Appeared he did in a Bridgestone commercial? Was yeah, that it was yeah. in a Bridgestone, yeah. commercial, yeah. Was a Bridgestone commercial, commercial, and they were doing a promotion that uh, you could win a Wii. And at one point, they show him as well as like a female coworker and like an older guy uh, playing, and he's like, woo, or something. He's for, cheering on yeah, Mario yeah, Kart. Exactly, yeah, yep. for a few seconds. And that's all. That's all he's in it for. But when see that it was it ever determined when he filmed that? Did he film this before he picked up the Sony deal? Did that see that's what's in question? Right. Did he pick it up before the Sony deal? Did did he film it before it while he was doing? Uh, yeah, it's, I still haven't seen anything that has pointed either way yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. So that. we're still. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, if he was time, doing. It, like, when was the last time he did a commercial for Sony? I mean, like, an actor's got to have work, you know? Uh, but still, I, the only thing I say in, in response to that is um, if he did it before he did Sony, then it's up to Sony to understand his background as far as it's concerned and to say, hey, you know what, we need to go in a different direction. If it was his him that did it after or he started as Kevin Butler, you know what, then that's all on him. Making that kind of error. As yeah, far as he should have known better. Yeah. Then he it set, all depends he, on his contract. He sets himself up for that. And yep. I'm sure his, you know, his contract states that that's a breach of some right. type. Yeah, that's not the, you know, if he did it after he started Sony, then he's... And who's to say, because we've not seen his contract, even though he hasn't done a commercial in X amount of time, does his contract state that for X period of time, he cannot go and do something like that. Yeah. I just, a lot of contracts are like that. I just want to say that, you know, I can't, until it's determined when he filmed that commercial, we can't say without, you know, 100% certainty that he is as dense as his character is on the uh, Sony commercials. So, uh, I'm here with this family. Right yes. now it's in limbo. And that's a shame because I'd like to see the Kevin Butler uh, character continue. And uh, I like to, because it is something that Sony, I thought, was doing somewhat correctly. Yeah. Um, they were yeah. definitely much better than the nut you can play outside. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some uh, pretty bad <laughs> marketing campaigns. Well, that, that one at least made just, sense. That and, one was funny. And just recently, um, it was said, you know, the uh, the the trailers for the uh, PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale just came out. Yep. And the only issue with that is... It finally got released after some teasers after several days, but the only bad part about it, about it was it came out the same day as a big, huge video for Bioshock Infinite. And by the way, you touched on Sam earlier. I, Sam did want to say she is brokenhearted that her man, Cliffy B, is gone for now. <laughs> that is right. But, you know, he'll return. So, Sam, if you're listening out there in Italy, he'll be back. Yeah, that uh, Battle Royale commercial was a little... It's kind of awkward. I mean, they're... But it came out the same day as that Bioshock. And, and, and it, at the time it came out, everybody was ta- already talking about the Bioshock Infinite commercial already. And, yeah. and that just like... Yeah. That no, was just a nobody very bad about decision the, on their part. Yeah. <laughs> they seemed to make a habit of it. Timing was off. A little bit. You have, you have 364 other days you could have done it, and they chose that exact same day. Well, Lonnie, do you, what do you think about the Kevin Butler character so far? As far as you've seen his commercials, I have. And what do you think of his character? Do you think it's something that that helps promote Sony as better or the PS PlayStation better? Or do you think it's something that was just run its course? I think honestly, I think it's just something that's going to run its course. I mean, it's a commercial, mm-hmm. so he's funny, haha, and then it was yeah. like okay, a couple times, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. For me, I mean, it's all so. about Michael now. <laughs> to Michael. To Michael. 
To Game Source. That's right. To Gerald. <laughs> and his knee pads. Yes, that are falling off. <laughs> so, Extra Life Charity Drive that took place recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it increases gamers' awareness on charity and giving and, you know, the other things besides what people quote-unquote say kids sitting on couches. No, that's not what it's all about. You know, how driven and effective can the video game community be as a whole on making these movements happen? Making them more aware to the general public that maybe don't play games as much as others well, the awareness of what's out there. I think a good example of like the passion and power that gamers can bring to something like that is, and I can't remember his name, but he worked for one of the gaming companies and he passed away in a car accident and his wife and son were left and the gaming community you know banded together and has provided a, a ton for her and the son or daughter I think it was the son but I mean just incidents like that the gaming community is really really bound and comes together to bring stuff like that and then uh, I can't think of put your weapon down man <laughs> But with this one, I mean, it's been around for at least a year, right? It was Extra Life was here last year. Extra Life, I believe, two thousand nine. Right, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, so it's been around for a few years. It's obviously you wouldn't keep doing something if it's not working. So maybe it's not as well known, but you know, gaming is a lot more than people just sitting on a couch. It's not, you know, there's a lot more to anybody that plays the game than somebody that, you know, is just sitting on a couch. It's very rare. For the gamers to really be like that. Gamers are random people that you see on the street. And, yeah. Yeah, we may shoot each other on the battlefield, but we'll help each other out, too. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Blonnie? Well, I think gaming, like, brings people together. Like, even if you're sitting on a couch with people, you still have that live connection with that people. You're online, you're talking to people. Even then, in a multiplayer game, you'll st- you're sitting next to a person. You're communicating. You're having fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, it brings people together. It's uh, not really just sitting on a couch by yourself. Very well said. Absolutely. Interacting, socializing. Yeah. I socialize when I try to stab him in the neck oh. on mine. <laughs> yeah, this, this is true. There you go. Or when yeah. he's playing Max Payne 3. Yes. Not wearing a cup. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that's very well said by all three of you. And uh, like I said, that's what we want to do at yourgamesource.com. Uh, we're actually contemplating doing uh, a charity drive of our own uh, with Extra Life as far as uh, that's concerned. We're contemplating doing something in December to help out. And, and, as far as, and if uh, you, know, you have any questions or would like to be part of it as far as either playing or donating, um, we have set up a, a, as far as a PayPal account to do that. Um, just contact us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. But it's something that we'd like to do. And in the month of December, I think we're going to be doing something like that. Uh, you know, maybe for our Game of the Year podcast. There you go. There you go. As we're formulating our thoughts on Game of the Year. Gerald is mind melding with Jamie. Oh, well, right. last year was a headache. I don't, I don't even get him started with last year. Okay. <laughs> Especially when you have uh, several Gears of War fans. Gee, I didn't know which game of the year it would be picked. Mm. <laughs> we might find mine out next week, so oh, I should be good to go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> so, looks like we're going into a break, sir. And yeah. then we're going to come back with some reviews here. That's right. And then what comes after that? The Ooh. Round Table of Ah! I'm so scared. I got my gun with me this time. With, the with all the pretty lights. <laughs> right? Seizure gun. Don't right. look straight it won't to do the gun. You, but it will give you a seizure. There so you go. Uh, right it's after. Doing its purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's scarred long. I'm emotionally scarred. Right. Look what you did. Right after the break. Review time. Seizures. My eye. 
Okay, it's Ruby uh, time. First up is Torchlight 2. Jeremiah. Please. I actually, uh, I played quite a bit of it already. Um, unfortunately, like, haven't gotten super far into the game because I keep finding myself jumping onto different characters or playing with other people, so starting new characters. But, oh, uh, look, altaholic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, uh, the, oh. the classes are, are really fun to play as. Like, they have a lot of really cool and flashy skills. Um, something that I kind of felt was missing from Diablo 3. Um, and while I like parts about both games and also dislike things about both games, I think overall I was enjoying my experience with Torchlight 2 a lot more. I just think it, you know, it just felt better gameplay-wise. Um, even though, you know, kind of similar to Torchlight 1, story is kind of there. I mean, like, uh, it's a lot of reading if you really want to get into the story. There's not a whole lot kind of delivered to you. Right. Um, but then you can see in the case of Diablo 3, sometimes you can deliver too much and kind of force it down your throat every single time you go through every difficulty and see the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> right. What about um, the launch of Torchlight 2? Did that have a big factor in liking it more or having being able to get into a little bit better than Diablo 3? We well, all know it yeah, thankfully it, uh, it didn't have very many issues, although there were actually some issues with uh, being able to play online. Um, if you already had made an account ahead of time or were in that window where you could um, before the site got utterly and totally bombarded with quite a few uh, people... <laughs> trying to uh, hammer in there so yeah it kind of sucked you couldn't play online but at least not right away uh which was a similar problem for diablo 3 but unlike diablo 3 you could play offline by yourself yes. which is what everybody wanted yeah yeah i mean does it seem strange to not have that as an option in diablo 3 it's definitely strange i mean like they they do have a lot of uh factors that you know, you do need the online for it. A lot of the randomized aspects are due to the online nature, the auction house. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that depends on that, you know, being always online. But, you know, Torchlight 2 does it just fine. You don't need those, those online features. You really don't. Yeah, I mean, would, would the game be hurt? If it was played offline, I mean, missing the features like the auction house, stuff like that, would it really kill the gameplay? For Diablo 3, like, I think they could, uh, you know, make a different version of the game that works just fine without it. And it, it probably would have made a lot of people a lot more happy. You know, just every now and then, you know, go online to repatch it up, you know, get whatever fixes are available. And, you know, or play online with friends if, you know, you're wanting to do that. But, you know, the fact that Torchlight 2, you can jump in and out of friends, uh, you know, groups really easily. You can make, you know, specific rooms, um, which you also can't do in Diablo 3. It's just a lot, you know, more user-friendly, um, which is always a plus. So, next is... Oh, come on. You know I want to talk about it. You know I just said about it. No Dishonored. What you're talking about, sir. I'm talking about Dishonored, man. Dishonored. I've not been Dishonored. Oh, are you still? <laughs> oh, instead of you talked about because you talked about WoW, right? We did I not. Ah, uh, then I will let you tell. Well, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm so happy about Dishonored. I want to talk about Dishonored. Okay, Gerald's hijacking the script. Just cut everybody off. That's fine. <laughs> um, so with Dishonored, like I said, I gave it a nine out of ten. There's so many versatile It's probably one of the most versatile games to come out in a long time because of how many ways you can play stealth, run and gun, no kill, whatnot. Uh, it's my sincerest hope that a sequel does come out. And Bethesda, you're listening. There you go. It's a great game. 9 out of 10. I highly recommend it. Um, just the fact is, I don't know, it's going to get swept up underneath so many games. I just think it's uh, kind of iffy right now if we're going to see uh, any long-term investment with Dishonored. It was a great game, though. i got to admit that. Yep, there you go. I liked it a lot. Had a lot of fun with it. 
I just like stabbing the guy in the exactly. neck. Exactly. That's the best spot. Or, you, you know, go. stick him in the neck and then just blast yep. his friend uh, behind him. Blast like this. That's right. <laughs> oh, no, not another seizure. With less, with less you gotta cock the gun. Oh, fired. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, now that you tried to hijack me, but I've got back control. Moving on to WoW. Kung Fu Panda. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hong Kong. <laughs> um, I actually... Uh, did the write-up on it, though. Uh, Jerry and I have both been playing quite a bit of it. I am very happy with it. Um, they did a lot of streamlining. Uh, the talents were very... And they did put this in the pre-patch, but the talents uh, are much easier. It's not cookie-cutter specs anymore. Um, for some classes uh, and specs, you look at the tree and it'll be like, oh, well, you pretty much want to get this one. The rest are garbage. But you do have a lot more freedom to customize how you want to play. Play your class, play... And even for the different situations, different raids, different dungeons, depending on if it's a movement fight, if it's a standing fight, if you like PvPing, um, it's a lot more customizable. It's not, this is how you're going to play it, go do it. Uh, the questing, I was actually really happy with. I'm sure Jeremiah will have something to say about this. But uh, questing and leveling, they pretty, pretty effectively implemented hubs where when you're done, it'll actually show you that you've completed that hub. You can move on to the next one. Um, they did a lot of breadcrumb trailing through the continent, so you make your way through pretty effectively. Um, overall, I'm having a ton of fun, even with my little Farmville farm in there, which I'm kind of addicted to. I get home at midnight, and I'm like, oh, i got to get my plants. Um, but I really enjoyed the game. Um, I'm still enjoying it, and I can't wait for more content to come out for it. Jeremiah, I have a feeling you have a rebuttal on a few things. Point counter. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty known for, you know, Stephanie, obviously, and everyone in our guild. I am not a fan of questing. I really don't like questing. And even more than that, I hate daily Dailies. quests. <laughs> because those are the worst of all of them. Because it's just the same thing you do every day over and over again. So... Whenever possible, I avoid them like the plague. But unfortunately, in Miss Pandaria, they're practically forced down your throat because you have to get up rep with a certain faction just to use your valor points, yeah. which are used for the higher-end uh, gear, basically. Um, I mean, yes, there are uh, other ways you can get gear up. Um, I mean, if you do enough heroics to get into the level that you can go into the raids... Uh, you can do it that way. Um, although if you're fudging it a bit, these raids are a little bit harder, um, especially if you're used to like the Cataclysm-style dungeons, yeah. um, that, which were totally face roll. Um, these ones do require a little bit more coordination than some of the people in there are willing to give. And uh, a lot you can, of You're speaking quite uh, <laughs> carefully there. <laughs> a lot of people, though, right now, because it's so early in the expansion, are kind of cheating the item level requirements to get in. So they're not really quite geared enough, especially for the um, looking for raid finder versions. So that makes it a little bit harder. Um, and I think that once the gear kind of levels up and catches out, it won't be quite as face smashing. <laughs> well, I mean, like... I'm Keyboard smashing, I guess, would be the best way to say that. <laughs> Not, not to say I'm alluding to Stephanie, because she's actually an extremely good player from just about everyone on our server. I mean, we are on a smaller Small server, server, so I mean, I, maybe not saying too much, but uh, she is well known throughout the server you as better, a. You better be nice too. She's got sharpening up that axe already. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's uh, she's go. pugged with the best of the guilds on the server and. They're always more than happy to have her in or her alts. So, yeah, yeah she's definitely not, not of the problem people that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, a lot of the times, will like whisper somebody if I'm on an alt, be like, oh, hey, like, I'll, I'll go run that with you. And they're like, oh, some, 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 something. I'll be like, I'm for Roar. And they'll be like, oh, hey, cool, yeah, come on. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, it, it's seriously, and I have people whisper me all the time, like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, you. Hey. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, the part that I hate most about the rep, looks over, the rep grinds is, is everything is gated in a way that they are purposely trying to make this expansion drag out as long as possible, which is obvious because the longer people are playing, the more money they're making, but I think this is definitely the wrong way to do it. Um, because first, 
you have to get rep with uh, the faction called Golden the Golden Lotus. Lotus. And once you get them, then you're able to get Shadow rep with Pan. other factions. So you're having to get rep with certain factions to get certain pieces of gear, um, which wouldn't bother me as much. And I would probably skip entirely if not for the fact that certain recipes, like for enchanting, which are too good to pass up, I have to do um, for myself and for my guildies. So now I'm forced into this daily grind, which takes far too long. If they just made the rep maybe not quite as much, it just wouldn't feel as painful. Well, I have a few friends playing, and they're just, they're, they've had enough with this quads and everything, you know, like you alluded to earlier. You are on the flip side of the coin. They were just horrified by it. And, I mean, well, these are long-time WoW players. I will, I will say... Going, Whoa. I will say that there are a lot of quests that I, you know, had to stop and say, like, oh, that was pretty cool, that was pretty fun, or really interesting story-wise. Mm. So, like, that they've done really well um, as far as, like, while you're leveling up to 90. Probably some of the best stuff they've done um, for the most part. Uh, but, you know, and kind of side note to the Kung Fu Panda thing, Yes, they're pandas, but they were in the World of Warcraft, or they were in the Warcraft universe. But it was admitted as an April panda. Fool's this joke, from what I've heard. This is true. Yeah, but at the same time, there were a lot of people that were really wanting the Pandaren as a race. So it, it's not just kind of pandering <laughs> to the crowd. That's <laughs> what I deal nice. with every day. <laughs> nice. Well, now. Moving on from playing with pandas in the mist. Misty panda. <laughs> There's XCOM Enemy Unknown, which I believe is right down my alley, unfortunately. Not my cup of tea. I'm not going to say it was a horribly bad game, because I'm sure there's lots of people out there that are just loving that. You well, know. well, to start off, it's a real-time strategy. Group, it right? is, which is RTSs. I have nothing against them, just not my <laughs> forte. It takes a certain kind of person to play RTS. It does, hardcore. and I just, you know... I don't have it in me to do that. I'm not going to take anything away from the game. I do believe that the original probably ranks up there still a little higher than this. I know in probably a lot of minds of people that are just, you know, hardcore RTSers and I'm just I'm not that person, so I'm not going to bash it. I wasn't that impressed by it, but I know a lot of people that said, "Hey, it was great." I'm going to play it, but I do have a lot of people, too, that I know that said the original was much better, they were more comfortable there, so, I mean, it's two sides of coin just like anything else, and like you said, it takes a certain kind of person to do that, and that's not me. Yeah, whereas <laughs> I'm actually kind of interested in the game now after hearing about it, because it was totally off my radar, and my friend was telling me about it, that it's basically, you know, a Fire Emblem with, you know, guns, mm -hmm. um, and I... I really enjoy Fire Emblem, so I'm kind of thinking of checking it out now just from uh, what he was telling me about it. With online, you know, features as well, like you can go against other people. Right. Um, some, you know, nice stuff in there. What was your score, score on it? My score on that was, I believe, 7.5 out of 10. So like I said, not a bad game, just not down my alley. So... I believe something close, near, and dear to you is coming up next with NBA 2K13. Great presentation again um, with minimal or actually no competition. Well, okay, the Kinect game notwithstanding. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? It's game of the year right there. there I know, right? We, we, just blew, we just blew Jamie's secret there, for next yeah, week. We, we were bouncing the ball Thanks, as far guys. as you're concerned with Sorry. NBA ballers. But uh, with EA not providing NBA Live, it really gives them a chance to, uh, you know, the spotlight's on them when it comes to NBA games. And it's, again, another outstanding production. Um, the fact that they include a lot more classic teams, a lot more classic players, the Dream Team. Unfortunately, they did include Justin Bieber, 64 <laughs> Justin Bieber at that. Oh, no. Everybody makes mistakes on that. But as far as the gameplay flow, online experience, pretty solid. Still some lag here or there, but it's minimal. Um, the gameplay and the game flow as far as playing a game, couch co-op with a friend or couch against each other, uh, it's really quite fun. A lot of trash talking going. This is a great game. I believe I gave it a 9.3. 
three out of ten. I believe that's yeah. Uh, I really, <laughs> gotta really get pretty precise. Crazy, yeah, crazy numbers. Yeah, five, the rest of us stick with three. you know the half half point increments. Gerald's like, no, I got the full spectrum. Yeah. Well, it's still there's been a couple games I thought they were slightly better. Nine and uh, quarter. Yes, uh, <laughs> but two, still this seconds. is extremely <laughs> well well play uh, well created game. Uh, my compliments to 2K again this year. They struck it and hit a slam dunk once again. Well, it's funny too because I mean, this is maybe uh, my no, uh, it's not theirs. That's this is maybe Sega bias coming through here. But I've always kind of liked the 2K series better. And uh, even when you go to Madden, um, a lot of the features that have been implemented into Madden were stolen directly from the 2K series. Yep. So the Dreamcast days. Yeah. <laughs> Still Good waiting stuff. for the uh, first-person view that the uh, NFL 2K5 had. Mm. 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 <laughs> but continue on. I think we're a dark shade of purple on that one by there now. There you go. But next up, I think we have some bacon gone bad, some bad piggies. And you got a chance to play that courageously. I did. I put that on my phone and actually was quite impressed with it. Totally different. Went way off from Angry Birds. Everybody thought, oh, bad piggies. Angry Birds are going to do the same thing. And it's not anywhere near that. You're actually, you know, putting your... You have to figure out what works best for you as far as how to build what they're going to ride down a hill in or over a gap in. And if you don't use the right setup as far as putting the pig in the right box, moving the right amount of boxes, putting the wheels in the right spot, a fan, a actual fireplace blower... It's all used as momentum and physics-based, and it was just, it was great. As far as the physics and everything else, I was very impressed by it. Um, I liked it a lot. What would you give it? Is it a must-buy for you? It's a must-download, I'll say. I wouldn't say must-buy, as it, I didn't buy it. I thought if you, oh, you it didn't buy it. a free download. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, buy it. It's free. <laughs> so, the price is right. Yeah, somebody needs to download that. Well, Immediately. Rovio is not paying, is not charging high. somebody for it? What's that? Rovio is not charging you for it? Well, I'm sure they are on certain platforms. You know how that works. Usually iOS, you're paying if you want all the premium access with it. Android, you're getting free and almost getting all the premium stuff with it. So. Well, there you go. And I have the best of both worlds. So. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hopefully soon it. that will change. No, hopefully. I want to shoot piggies around. I didn't know what this game was about. It's fine. It's physics-based, so you put them in like almost like car games. setups. So like you'll roll them down a hill, and you've got yes. to have enough momentum to get over, to a certain oh spot. So it's a must-get. It is a must-get. There, there you go. go. Not must-buy, must-get. Okay. So I believe we have some Doom, Doom. BFG edition. Uh, the Doom BFG, uh, as far as it's concerned, it is a pretty good get that's an overall package um just a quality setup as far as concerned having from old school doom to up to doom 3 doom 3 still has its issues mind you but get the chance to play doom full full blown doom with all the add-ons doom 2 with all the add-ons and it just makes for for an outstanding package if you're like me and you have fond memories of playing doom uh, as I do when I was working special effects and we, you know, are playing Doom against some of the uh, leaders in the industry, which, you know, at that time were not, but, uh, you know, future directors and whatnot, um, which I did work with at the time that wouldn't mind sitting down and playing Doom on $5,000, $10,000 workstations, but <laughs> sorry. It's important, all right? Yes. yes. We're putting we were, this to good we were use. Kind of, we were kind of doing work on it every now and then on but uh, I do have fond memories of Doom uh, and Doom 2. And I just really, if you are into seeing how first-person shooters have truly evolved, it is a must-get. I think anybody who has memories of those games. And, 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 it's, and it's a game that's also going to be reduced rather quickly oh, yeah. uh, because of its older nature. So you, you should be able to get it on the cheap fairly soon. And, and like I said, it, it's something that, that really provides a great look at history. Doom 3 is not a bad game. Uh, on it, but it's just very pale. dark. Very dark <laughs> pales in comparison uh, to its predecessors, as far as it's concerned. So. Yeah, yeah, for the nostalgia value alone, it's worth it. Yeah, it's a great value, indeed. 
even if you haven't played it, like don't discount it because it's an old game. Yes. Like it's got and, and the, the gameplay. On, and the online gameplay obviously is still a very awesome, awesome, awesome play. This one's gonna hurt, I think. But another one, near and dear, 007 Legends. A 007 Legends. Um, I'll just say preface this by saying I'm a longtime 007 fan. Um, have Activision having the license. At Division, at some point in time, you're going to have to reevaluate how you deal with the James Bond license. Um, you've had some previous success um, with, even though you've had a lot of the games come out to mediocre reviews, they still, because the Bond license has sold strongly, um, there has not been a great Bond game since GoldenEye. I understand that. But even mediocre ones like Quantum of Solace, uh, that sold uh, roughly 2 million copies, which uh, for a game that, that wasn't well produced uh, was actually a pretty good seller. Call of Duty with a Bond skin on it, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah, they And they admit it, this is the year-old engine, so this is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 engine. And it's not the graphics that's the issue with it, because some of the Bond villains are really drawn up really well and are well done. Then you play the game. Uh, bad checkpoints, bad cover system, bad uh, targeting, hard to see, um, very frustrating at times, control issues, uh, quick time events that aren't very fun, quick time events that are not very responsive. Overall, it's really a bad game and a disappointment by Activision that they even did the this to the license. Clunky. Yes, you need to, active, All I say is, Activision, you need to reevaluate how you deal with the 007 license because it is truly something that gamers can truly love and embrace I enjoyed Everything or Nothing I enjoyed uh, Nightfire I enjoyed other games in the series I didn't love this one I didn't even like this one I gave it a 4 out of 10 let's do hope you, the new movie does better than this do you think they were trying to just ride off of the new movie and the oh, yeah. 007 it's just rushed yeah they even put the intro uh, to where Bond gets shot that they've already <laughs> seen, that people have already seen in the trailer for Skyfall um, so I can tell this game was rushed out, and it's just truly quite disappointing because Eurocom, uh, the developer, really did a lousy job, and, and I just think that they need to reevaluate the series as a whole or go somewhere else, another publisher, that would treat it with more respect. I have to agree. I played it just as you did, and you know I was calling you how many times going, Gerald, how far have you gotten? Do you really like this? Because I no. know you're probably ready to like fling it out your window. Uh, it it did get flung out my window, and I'm sorry. It, as I said, that's stated, what hit my window. The there other you day. go. It's, it's, as I stated it's on the, the site at yourgamesource.com, it was definitely shaken, but not stirred. Ooh, Mr. <laughs> that, Bond. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and shaking along, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Medal of Honor Warfighter. Um, actually, it's a step up from the previous Medal of Honor, uh, which came out to really substandard reviews, but decent sales, um, as far as is concerned. At least right out of the gate, it was decent sales uh, before everybody realized what a bad game is. Um, this time, you know, actually, we've got a chance to try it out at E3. Yes. And I will tell you, the best part about the game is the multiplayer. And the multiplayer does provide challenges different nuances, the fact that you can actually spawn with your buddy uh, that you're playing, and it creates a nice co-op environment, so to speak, uh, where you have just one partner that you really communicate with and team up with, and creates a nice little diversion uh, from really the run-and-gun type deal that, that you know we're so used to playing in as far as Call of Duty is concerned. I believe but, the best part was putting another L on your list. Me and Corey kind of yeah. took it to you again. But it, it, conversely, it also, you know, people are, are not into the battlefield aspect where you need to have the whole team working. This actually, like I said, creates a nice diversion. The story is not as uh, insulting uh, or as infuriating as the last one as far as being bad. And certainly is leagues better than Battlefield 3, which came out last year, which was a horrible campaign uh, in its own right. Um, I did give the game, as far as concerned, an 8 out of 10. Uh, it's a really solid entry. Um, I really think well of it. And I just, like I said, it's a solid game, but nothing outstanding about it. The breach aspect, when you go and breach a door, in the, in, has got to go. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend 15 minutes on a wheel deciding which way do I mm-hmm. want to go ahead and slow-mo. And then another waiting yeah. time to actually And, and it variates. It doesn't do anything new, but it tries to variate a lot of things. It goes from a turret sequence to be even a driving sequence to a shooting sequence, whatnot. And it transitions nicely enough. That's fine. Um, the cover system works pretty good. Targeting system works really well. Like I said, it's a really solid game. Um, I understand people's fears that it, that they didn't send out for reviews for anybody until the game was released. But actually, this is a really you know, if it, if the bugs and patches get get fixed uh, with a patch, the driving aspects, you realize that was actually done by the Need for Speed team. That's correct, and and it shows because it's some you know it's short, I but it's very quality. It was excellent though. Yeah, actually was. So and I gave, like I said, I give the game as a whole eight out of ten. I think it's a really solid buy. Is it going to shake the world? No. Is it going to probably be uh, as good as Call of Duty? No, not yet. But you know, it's a really solid game. It's taking them baby steps forward. Baby steps forward. So. Best, hope, best hopes for the franchise in that one. That, you know, someone from Lincoln Park got their hands on this, too. <laughs> Moving on. on. He <laughs> is in everything now. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, as I get oh God, Caesar. Epilepsy. Caesar. Forza Horizon. Um, um, How do you like driving against planes? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Against balloons. I honestly would rather pilot the plane, not drive against it, and I think that's where they may have dropped the ball. I'll give them, okay, their top gear challenge. Okay, I race the plane, that's fine, but why don't you in turn let me go back and race as the plane? That just, plane. Kind of as like a reward for beating it. Yeah, that like, kind of dropped the ball for me right there. And, I'm going, do, hey, and do you plane know. races against other planes? Yeah. Right, something like that. You know, you Mustang versus Mustang, okay, I'll do it because I have no choice, obviously, because I won't progress forward if I don't. But throw me a bone. You know, I want to play as the plane. Just, something. It just, I just it wasn't there. I just there. beat a plane at a car. Right. Like, give, give me something. Something. <laughs> and there, you know, I got the car. Okay, we all saw that coming. But that let me down a lot. I did not appreciate the fact that I'm racing planes and balloons, and I'm not getting to do that. Why can't I be the plane or be the balloon? Or, you know, well, not really a balloon. I'm not having that. But. So, in, in essence, as far as how is the game as a whole, as far as the driving is concerned? Game as a whole, it's... I turned every assist off as if you... The more assists you turn off, it gives you more bonus towards your, I guess, experience, so to speak. Yes. And I had no issue still. You would think turning these assists off, I would be spinning, swerving, you know, without the steering assist and the ABS, and I turned every assist off and still came from five cars behind at the last maybe quarter mile to win a race. That should have been almost impossible with all the assists off. Yeah. So, again, graphically looks great, but I wasn't feeling the playability But that's right a common there. feature among driving games with the rubber band effect. True. That, that's the problem. They want to make you feel like you're challenged, but they want to, don't want to make you feel like you're over-challenged. I want the over-challenge. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, rubber banding is always a hard thing to balance because and there's nothing like being in first for, you know, forever. Like, not seeing another car in sight, you know, throughout the whole race, you know, just way overpowering it. And then, oh, I accidentally got off the road, you know, into the off-road for like a couple of seconds. Oh, Three cars just passed me. Right. Where yeah. did they come from? Exactly. And they're going at the speed of light, and yeah. they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, there are some that. that are just way overdone like that, and that just, that's a little frustrating. Like, hey, buddy, you just turned a corner. No way. You are not. Right. Not, it's not possible for you to yeah. be going that fast. And that's what I'm not feeling with, with that. So what did you give the game? Graphically, and because I did enjoy somewhat of it, I did give it a 7, but they really need to change some stuff up coming you know in the next time out well this wasn't turn 10 as a whole this was done by a group of uh, former bizarre creations code masters and things of that nature getting together uh and forming that so maybe they can work on another project uh in the future going forward and figure out to clean up some of those issues yeah because i mean one of xbox's flagship series is for that yeah, they'll that. just put in another 360 and give it away <laughs> Here you go. There you go. Got a 360, get some Forza. Right. Yeah. Do every, they do every Forza. year. Every time. Every time. I smell a bundle coming. <laughs> so we're going to move into a break, and then coming back from that quick break, we're going into the round table of 
Doom. Doom. As we all die of electric shock. Doom. Uh, doom. <laughs> doom. Yep. Uh -huh. Your life force is running out. The round table of doom. And we're back for the round table of Doom. Is it the Doom? Uh, the world right. famous round table of Doom. That's right. Seriously. There you go. Can't world famous, sometimes infamous. There you go. <laughs> Tonight we've got Call of Duty releasing tons of info on Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Zombies. With this game becoming maybe a full-fledged game in the future, with Left 4 Dead, Resident Evil, DayZ... The War Z, Dead Rising, and you know all those others out there that the letter Z zombies taking over a video game world for good here, or well, it's just something about zombies. They're great targets. They're humanoid, but with no heart, yeah. so there's no remorse. Yeah, you can kill waves and waves of them, and you're doing the world a favor. <laughs> this is true. It's just something society has latched on to as far as the fact that there, could there be you know the existence of, uh, of a zombie life after death type deal and, and a zombie apocalypse happening. And it's just uh, the video game community as a whole capitalizing on it. And like you said, it's, it's a zombie, so it has no feelings. It has no, you know, you don't have to feel remorse or anything like that. That's why it's an easy target. Uh, I just think it's also as well fact that you know at some point in time it's going to become a tired genre i see the end as far as it's concerned coming you know maybe not right away but at some point in time you know people will get sick of hearing about I everything having zombies zombies, 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 zombies. I, I personally am a huge left for dead fan um i personally also well as well like the call of duty series when it uses the zombies I, if i was running activision Outside of re, you know reevaluating the 007 license, as I stated earlier, I would actually make that a full-fledged game. It's it's got a huge base now that it draws from, and I think um, with the new Call of Duty Black Ops 2 coming out, with the new cinematic feature where you're on a bus telling us it's almost like telling a story, like, similar to Left 4 Dead, yeah. as far as it's concerned, you know, taking you from from new scene to new scene to new scene, fighting zombies, uh, that creates a whole new scenario. And to me, that, that's of great interest to me, and I know a lot of other people, and if it's successful, I can really see them cashing in on it. What do you think, Steph? Well, first off, I think that zombies are so popular because we've been so pushed away from vampires and all their twinkling <laughs> that uh, zombies are a little bit more appealing. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> um, you know, I think that it's really cool they're, they're putting the zombies in. But I don't think it really surprises anybody anymore. What like, about the, what about the Daisy Wars uh, Warsy connection? As far as it's concerned, you know, people uh, that are not as familiar with gaming out there, you know, they just see a Z on the end. They just really don't get it. But there are subtle differences between both games, correct? Yeah, there yeah. is. Yes, yes, yeah. most um, definitely. But this is something that you know, Daisy is going to become uh, even hints possibly coming to consoles. Um, I just like the fact that, you know, when you work a day Z, you can either blow people away and grab all their stuff, or you can, uh, you know, one of the most famous videos out there is when uh, three guys take oh, take somebody, uh, save somebody from a zombie, take them in a helicopter, leave them on the deserted island, and just fly away. <laughs> thought that was classic. But, uh, and also War Z is more uh, RPG-based, um, uh, as far as I'm concerned. A little bit more community-based in that sense, but um, just a lot of zombies games coming out. I mean, everybody seems to be in it now, but Jeremiah, do you think it's going to last? Well, you know, like uh, you mentioned Left 4 Dead, and that one's a good one. Left 4 Dead 3, please. Good, good yes, thing example-wise, just because like they have different types of zombies. I mean, you got the boomers and the witch. You know, like, there's they react differently. It's not the same, like, lumbering zombie that, you know, everyone's used to. Like, they, you know, they're different fundamentally. Um, the one thing I'm kind of wondering why has not happened yet is why is there not a, like, you know, zombie overlord type game where you are, like, the leader of the zombies and kind your job is to, you know, try to take over the world, you know, with zombies. Zombie lemmings. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like, 
you know, you you create the zombie like apocalypse Overlord. yourself. Like Overlord, he said it best with Overlord. Yeah. Overlord yeah. was like that. Mm. Well, I think something like that would really be helpful to the game companies because, like I said, zombies just you know, oh look, you're gonna fight a horde of zombies. You know, no matter wh- which way you wrap it, it's still just fighting zombies. It's not new. You can add some new aspects to I, I, it. I think they're coming right outside the. Yeah, I I saw my sword. I got my gun. I hear they're effective. We're good. Chop head, the brains, right? There you go. I always loved the machete and left for dead, too. Uh, Bam. I mean, even on the horizon, we've got games like Dead Island Riptide. So you've got, you know, zombie water skiing, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And I I didn't mean to infer that it's going to go right, go away, the, the the fad. I just think at some point in time people are going to get sick of fighting zombies, and they're going to. We need to, you know, as a gaming community, find something else to latch on to. But right now, zombies are still cool to kill. And well, I mean, gosh darn it, I'm going to kill some more. Tired of wars. (laughs) (laughs) People still aren't tired of wars, so. I think that um, it's going to be less and less of an. Oh yay, we're going to have a zombie mode. And more and more of a, why isn't there a zombie mode? Like, yeah. why isn't this standardly in here? I want to kill zombies. Right. Like, you I think ha- that's where it's leading. Because you even have it in, you know, for instance, Forza Horizon. You have the infected, as, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. It's, yeah. you know, even Halo. I remember, you know, you had the infected. infected. Y- yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think that it's going to start becoming a, you know, almost standard piece in a lot of games like this. People are no longer going to, you know, wait for it to be released later on. They're going to say... Red Dead Redemption, too. Yeah. Yep. They're going to say, why wasn't over. this in Nightmare. the game? I want my zombie mode. I know we were talking just the other day, too, about The Walking Dead going into a first-person shooter. Yeah, and see, if, see how that comes out. There's news circulating back and forth about that all week. Yeah. Love heck, for Dead heck even the new Resident Evil had a zombie mode. Whoa! <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know, some of them didn't have zombies. When you're done battling the camera, you can fight some zombies. There you go. Left for Dead 3, please. Again. (laughs) Have I mentioned it enough? No. I I don't don't know. Wait a minute. Does Gerald like Left 4 Dead? Yeah. I do. Something about Left 4 Dead 3. You know, the the bridge sequence is just an awesome where you're running for your life and, and just true... Excitement when you're screaming at your other fellow players to to get their butt moving and and that's why you should stop playing with Nick. What that? There you go. Well, and it's funny too. Like people have created their own kind of game modes. Um, one where uh, like it's well, I forget what they call it, but basically the humans are protecting a boomer, um, which is you know played by someone who is not going to attack anyone. They're just trying to stay protected. It's the uh, you know the other zombies' goal is to either get the humans to accidentally attack the boomer, causing to explode, um, or, uh, you know, just get the, uh, you know, the human, pick them off, you know, as they go. But, uh, you know, like, people have, have uh, added their own game modes and stuff along the way to make things more interesting as well. That's pretty much what you have to do. There you go. Zombies, they're just, they're not dead. Zombies are our friends. <laughs> So many good ones tonight. Yeah, zombies are very much alive for a long time. So it looks like one more quick break here, and then we're going to go into some closing news. And wrap things up. And we're back, and it looks like we're getting ready to say goodnight here to everybody. But um, uh, And this is the Halloween Game Store Specials, uh, episode number 49. Next, scary. Ep- next episode will be 50. And as uh, we reflect back on that, um, there's so many episodes... Uh, but like I said, that's that's going to be number fifty, and we're going to be really appreciative of. Uh, it's been a while. It's been been two, you know since two thousand nine started this, and then but you know like I said, that's why wow, you're having a gun in my head. Um, I'm scared now, so continue on. I'm sorry. I failed. Yes, that's. We'll save that for number fifty. There we go. <laughs> Speak of the news for Game Source Infidel. Uh, first I off, I've crashed your Halloween podcast. With my goat. First With off, my goat. First off, I do want to thank uh, our, our fans from Australia. Uh, they met us recently here in Las Vegas. And, and uh, if you're listening out there, I uh, just want to say uh, good day, Mike. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to our podcast and really appreciate you following us here at Your Game Source and all the people you, uh, worldwide, you know, Sam in Italy uh, and so many others around the world that have actually uh, tracked. Uh, as far as through our Facebook page, our Game Source Facebook page, 
our YourGameSource.com YouTube site, um, Your Game Source iTunes channel, whatnot, or even our phone app where you know it's great to see all around the world people actually downloading uh, and using our Game Source app. And we just wanted to say thank you on behalf of the entire Game Source team for that. Uh, we're hoping some, some great things down the line from some new writers, hopefully some also as well. If you, you have some great articles from everyone that we have here and also some great articles from the rest of the staff as well uh, for the rest of the year. So we've got some great things planned, including uh, more stops, more locales, and uh, CS will be right around the corner, my friend. It will. It's coming. There you go. Badges in hand. And, uh, and uh, before you close us out, my friend, I did want to say one more thing. Uh, I want to say a special congratulations to two awesome people that I know so that I've become to know so well here at Your Game Source. Uh, congratulations to Jeremiah and Stephanie on their future nuptials in December, um, which uh, we are really appreciative that they are, have invited us to go uh, attend. And uh, we just wanted to say uh, congratulations to you both. That is my honor to be a part as far as to to be there and. Uh, you're, you know, you're just—it's just awesome that that uh, you know you want to be a part of this, and then you two have just you know have the happiest of lives together. So pretty excited. Yes. It's all the themed weddings, so we couldn't not invite you guys. There you right. go. Absolutely. <laughs> Pictures. And what, what was that noise? Oh, I'm so, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Gerald, stop that. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. It's still a Halloween episode. It's okay. okay. It's just as on the front. But uh, yeah, I just want to we're good. We're good. Want to say just you know just awesome that you two are two are doing this and, and going to a student, new stage in your life and, and we just really really proud we could be a part of it as well. We're really honored. I'm still looking for the you know just married controllers that they can hang. Good luck. Pretty cool. On their kit in our cake. There you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> but they would fight over PS3. We. Keyboard, yeah, I have all of mouse. them. Just put them all there. There you go. Okay. All of them. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And you know, the new iPad mini, you can just throw one of those up there, too. There you go. Sweet. All right. I don't know who's going to bankroll this, but... <laughs> if you're out there, bankroll, please. Thank you. But, yeah. So, that's about all from us here tonight. Keep, keep listening. Keep watching our YouTube. Keep following on Twitter. Keep looking at Facebook. Oh, yes. Right, hold on, hold on, werewolf. Got it. Yes. But, you know, follow us, like us, and stay tuned because things are about to get really interesting as far as more live shoots. And I believe our Game of the Year shoot is going to be at none other than... Yes, Elvis lives. Dwelling. Uh, tentatively right now, although if we think of a great place to go to, then we're probably going to be doing that. But well, like I said, we're also talking about doing uh, uh, something with the Extra Life program as far as you know, doing a marathon. And if you'd like to get more info on that, please contact us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. We want to be part of the gaming community as, well part of, as much as the gaming community wants to be a part of us. So, Jamie, take us home, man. All right, everybody, that sounds like a wrap, so till next time, <laughs> I'm my myself, door. Degenerate. And Super Boring, keep on playing. And from Yes, Elvis Lives, enjoy another day in paradise. And from Steph to Foo, I don't have a thing to say, but I have a big sword. And that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, you should be. Big sword. Right here. Stabby, stabby. Good night, everybody. Good night, night everybody. Bye. Bye.